0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Hawks Song podcast and all things 500 on the season Atlanta Hawks podcast. As Ooh. always, I am your host Jackson joined today by my lovely co-host Logan. Logan, how are you, man? Clint Capella
1: puts it up. What the fuck was that? Oh my God. He <laughs> missed the rebound. Clint Capella has been sent back to Switzerland. Oh my God. He's been cut by the Switzerland national team. Oh my God. He's He's homeless. Oh my God, he dropped the box that he was living in. I, I don't know. I ran out of things to say, but um, hey, everybody, I'm doing good. How, how how are you, Jackson?
0: You know, I'm doing real good, Logan. Now, you know, this episode, look, let's be honest, people, the Hawks are, they're, they're 500 on the year. They're just, we're a normal, we're a good old-fashioned 500 team. But Logan, I just need to say, before we get into all of that, I'm sure there's going to be some negativity on today's episodes. I've been waiting on this one, Logan. We started podcasting together in 2020. We started Hawks Talks in 2020. In that time, Logan, there's something that's never happened. It's something very near and dear to my heart. I just need to say, for the first time in my podcasting career, Georgia Tech is bowl eligible. Round of applause. All right. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Thank you, everyone. Um, If you remember, Logan, to road the five and seven, well, we beat that. All right. Six wins. There you go. Hot dog.
1: You just I, had I to make it you just tricks. had to make it about Georgia Tech, huh? You just had to,
0: huh? Yeah. Couldn't help yourself. I mean mm. I mean, you know. But you know, if we're gonna if this episode, I mean, look, let's keep it real. But uh yeah, I mean, look, Logan, the Hawks, you know, we it's turbulent times in Atlanta. Kinda, sorta. I mean, to be honest, Logan, we've been here before for like the past like two seasons now, so it's not really turbulent. I mean, this is just it's kind of back to the back to our normal kinda, but I guess we should talk about that. Last time we podcasted was before the Hawks went on their uh you know, um
1: historic win against a, the Pistons.
0: Yeah, uh, well, you can call it that. <laughs> if you're <laughs> desperate, you could call it that. Um you know, the last time we podcasted to put this in the words was uh after last Sunday. No, it was Saturday? Yeah, Saturday came against the Heat. You know, the Hawks lost that. On Monday we beat the I mean on Tuesday we beat the Pistons by a score of one twenty six to one twenty in our debuting game in the NBA M season tournament. And then uh we played again on Thursday, uh I mean Friday. Excuse me, and uh, we lost to the Sixers, one twenty-six to one sixteen. I would also in that time, fam, we played the Knicks and lost, in one sixteen to one fourteen. So the Hawks come in today's podcast on a bit of a two-game skid. Our next game, I believe, is on Tuesday against the Pacers. Against the Pacers, once again, an in-season tournament game. But up until this point, the Hawks in the in-season tournament are one and one, perfectly five hundred, as everything with the Hawks should be. And uh, you know, in that three-game skid, one win, two losses, one win against a. Let's just call it what they are, Logan. The Pistons are the worst team in the NBA. They might be the most
1: d- depressing franchise in the NBA. Terry right Cunningham, one of the sorriest number one picks in the league.
0: <laughs> and then, uh, you know, we had a closest, yeah, we had a close game versus the Knicks, ended up losing that one, and then lost to the Sixers. And we, Daniel House did a sin. So that's how things are going, um, Logan. I don't know where you want to start. If you will want to start with individual gains or if you just want to start with this kind of three game span as a whole, but I'm going to let you have the floor here. So go for it.
1: Um, Pistons game decent. I mean, wasn't even like a great win. It was just like a decent win. I mean, you beat the Pistons, man. Congrats. <laughs> uh, if you, this is not going to be like a kicking and whining and screaming podcast. Um, it's just we're not we're not at that point of time yet. But you know, the Pistons game, it wasn't, you know, we moved to six and four, a little six point win in the in season tournament. Uh Kay Cunningham looked like an absolute bum, which shout out to past Logan. If you guys are real ones, you remember during that draft cycle, I said I think K Cunningham is overrated. Um I I think I was correct. I think I was correct. Now, uh ignore the part where I was saying that Jalen Suggs was gonna be real good um because he's like he's i right, but he's not real good but you know we take one for two um and my, my other take with that draft is that Evan Mobley is not nearly as special as people pretend as well that the whole draft honestly if Scotty Barnes wasn't breaking out this year i would have said the whole draft is just nothing but overrated like pretty good guys um but Scotty Barnes kind of looks like he's taken a, a bit of a leap forward considering uh everything which the stats so far are saying you know i mean that's a 5 point per game leap uh, an entire assist point three rebounds up there all the shooting metrics are up yeah so uh, unfortunately the, the scotty barnes might actually be good which sucks because i i really liked living in a world where scotty barnes was uh overrated and mediocre but we you can't win them all so uh, anyway beat the pistons man i've already forgotten a lot about the pistons game i forget how anyone really played um Jeez, Jackson, do you remember? I mean,
0: Trey didn't play. Trey, welcome to. That's child correct. Into, that's cr- that's correct. World, so that's congratulations correct.
1: Congratulations for Trey. Trey Young. Trey Young missed that game because the uh, birth of his daughter. I believe. I believe it was a girl. Um, it is. So you know, congratulations to Trey and Shelby and.
0: I mean, Dejounte at thirty-two. That was the big
1: highlight yeah, from this game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, in sort of continual fashion, like Dejounte, when Trey is out, steps up and plays real well. Dejounte did not have a very good game against the Knicks or the. Uh, Sixers, but, um, he, he's been, he's been good this season for sure. Um very happy with what DeJounte has been able to do so far and that game against Pistons, he was real good. Um, bogey was pretty good. Hunter, reasonably effective. Um, Jalen, the was, second
0: most notable performance is, uh, was the, uh, what's Sadiq, called?
1: the city Bay revenge Sadiq game
0: Bay in his homecoming game. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, you know, it, it was, uh, you know, you, you had 11 minutes of Trent Forrest, So that was interesting. Um, I don't know. It just, it was, it was a game, you know, we won it. Nobody, you know, like Marvin Bagley. I mean, oh, right. That's right. Uh, F- Osor Thompson kind of had like a breakout game. Uh, he, he's a weird player. Um, he's on, he's honest to God, Jackson. Isn't he kind of like, isn't it kind of like seeing Ben Simmons all over again in a way? Like shorter, not as much of a playmaker, but it's like just an athlete that, <laughs> that can play defense, but. Good lord, I don't know if he can. I don't know if he even hit shots and shoot around type thing. Like, Is he, Thompson? He's he's an interesting player, but seems to be like a decent pick for him. So I guess it was kind of fun watching watching him play. Um. Oh oh, Alec Burks was annoying. Alec Burks always torches us, dude. Like I I know he was not like Alec
0: Alec Burks and Wayne Ellington.
1: Yeah, you're going into the
0: Hawks <laughs> crucifiers. Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah, the, the reason why, like, I mean, a year or two ago, I think both of us were like, let's just sign Wayne Ellington, one, so that we can have depth shooting, and two, so that way we, we never have to play against him again. But Alec Burks, like, he's a net negative on the floor, but I'll give him some credit, man. He's, like, 33 years old now, and he's still putting up 15 in the game. They're, they're complete garbage points, but, like, he's out there, and he's going to shoot eight threes a game, and he's probably going to make four of them. So, you know, shout-out to Alec Burks, I guess. But, you know. Uh, we won. Oh, right. Jalen Duran uh, didn't play, which uh, he's, you know, he he probably would have absolutely bitched Capella. I'm just going to be straight up honest. I think a big theme of this podcast is going to be uh, less than nice things being said about Clint Capella, which it is what it is. You know, not not much new going on over here. But um, hey, that's a Hawks Talks podcast, baby. If, if you're not prepared to listen to some bitching and moaning about Clint Capella, then I don't know what you're here for. Um but I think mean, the Pistons game was fine. We won. I'm not really gonna complain about a win. We won without Trey. Dejounte played great. Jalen did his thing. Jalen had a stretch where he made what, like six or seven threes in a row across a couple games. Um,
0: yeah, he. I mean, he went sick on them this week. Jalen. I feel like there's there's just current themes with this podcast. The Hawks are 500. Uh, Capella and Hunter are frustrating, and Jalen Johnson's also. That, that's basically every episode, people. I mean,
1: you know what it is. And, and what's good is I don't think anyone would complain if we just had a Jalen Johnson segment every game and we're just, you know, building a shrine to his, you know, his beautiful, his beautiful. Now at
0: the altar of Jalen Johnson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just what a player, man. Just love that guy. Thank God. I'm telling you, man, Travis Slank's parting gift. You know, it, he he kind of canceled it out with the Hunter contracts, but if if that bald bastard could do anything good, it was pick a good player in the 19th and 20th picks in the draft because Jalen Johnson is, that. I mean, that boy, special. But, I mean, the Pistons game was good. You know, it was a decent win. And then, uh, unfortunately... Good in-season tournament win. Good debut. Yeah. And, then, and unfortunately, then we have a back-to-back, a travel back-to-back nonetheless, uh, against... The New York Knicks and I don't know what to say about the New York Knicks other than the fact that Hawks fans are just going to have to cling on to that playoff series win for forever. It seems it's not a
0: rivalry, Logan. They're kick. They've been kicking our ass lately.
1: Like I, I will, I will completely take the victory lap. Like we beat them when it mattered most for sure. I'm, I'm, I'm a. I'm going to remember that Knicks series for a long time. Like even though it was a first round series, it's not like it led to a championship. It was a fun series. I, I greatly appreciated it. I'm going to remember it and and. It's going to hold a special place in my heart for a long time, but they have kicked our asses since then. I know, like last year, I think we split the season series. Trae Young is like 9 and 14 against the Knicks in his career, and that includes the 4 and 1 in playoff series. So, without the playoffs, he's like what 5 and 13 against the Knicks in his career. It's it's bad, it's like it's just bad. They just they're way more physical than us, Mitchell Robinson. Honest to God, tucked Clint Capella into bed that night, and he, like, cradled him. He (laughs) sang him a lullaby. He absolutely fucking fathered Clint Capella in a shameful manner. In a shameful manner. I mean, Clint Capella... Clint
0: Capella, seven feet tall, got three rebounds, my guy. What are you doing?
1: He played 26 minutes, and he had... Fewer rebounds, like he had one more he rebound than DeAndre. Hunter. He he had the same number of rebounds as Wesley Matthews and Bogey. He had one more rebound than DeAndre Hunter, who we always talk about how dog shit of a rebounder he is. Um, I think that's the main thing with Capella this year is like, you know what? Both our centers have not been great on defense, and I think a big part of that's that this defensive scheme is just different. Clint Capella, for the first time since Jackson, do you want do you want to know the last time that Clint Capella was not averaging ten rebounds a game? I'll give, yeah, you a hint. I'll give you a hint. When 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 the first game of that season started, Barack Obama was in office. <laughs> <laughs> it's been that long.
0: You had to go <laughs> back to the Obama admin.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a month. The last I guess I guess the last couple months, because you know, January is when they actually get, you know, brought the you know, the new president gets brought in. Anyway, Clint Capella is averaging less than 10 rebounds a game. And I know you're like, okay, well, he's averaging 9.8. What's the deal? I get it. Like, it's not like he's a completely stupid, terrible, awful rebounder now. But if Klinkapella is not out there grabbing 12 boards a game, what the fuck is he good for? What is he good for? He's not good for anything on offense. He's just, he is a black hole on offense. He doesn't even catch that many lobs anymore. It's really just not as much an integral part of the offensive scheme now. He's not doing that much. He's grabbing, you know, a couple offensive rebounds. That's nice. You know what they always lead to? They always lead to a missed shot or a foul, in which he goes to the free throw line, and maybe it's one. I, he's, it's just, you know, I don't know how many times we've said this, Jackson, but it's 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 looking like it's time to part your ways with Clint Capella. I understand we may not do it mid season this year because I get it. We probably won't. But I, I am standing on business, Jackson, right here, right now. If Clint Capella is on the Hawks roster October 2024, I'm doing something drastic. You guys can leave recommendation recommendations. I don't care. I'll do something drastic. I will live stream myself like, I don't, I don't even know. I, I will make some sort of public fool of myself. Because it just or or I'll do something that's extremely angry. I'll like write a letter to Landry Fields and hand deliver it to the office and get kicked out by security or something. I don't even know. Like. Clint Capella. Thank you for the memories. This always should have been a one it's or two year. It's time
0: to go. It's time to go.
1: <laughs> it always should have been a one or two year relationship with Clint Capella. And then we'd say thanks for the memories, pal. Thank you for helping us get to the playoffs uh you're heading to Orlando bud, or you know it's just some, <laughs> something like that but instead we're making this a four year thing um contractually it'll be a five year thing at I minimum mean, you know contractually and it's just like the the welcome has worn out man he he's I, like his ninth year in the league or maybe his 10th year in the league the athleticism is getting less and less explosive um the rebounding is getting worse his his positioning is worse his boxing out has been the the worst i've ever seen it um the offense is getting uh, slowly worse and worse each year. It seems um, he's averaging a, a, again l- fewer points per game since 2015. Like the last time he averaged this small amount of points per game was 2015, um, when he was playing 19 minutes a game. Um, and I get it; he's not an offensive first center. But um, and and the truth is, it's not like Anyaka Kongo is lighting the world on fire. But I think I think it's been well established that in 90. Percent of matchups in the league, a Congo is just the better, more well rounded player for us. Um, I think we just are a better team with a Congo on the floor. Uh, the advanced stats show that as well, but it is what it is. Um, Clint Capella, buddy, it's, it's just time, dude. Either that or you got to figure it out the rebounding because that's the main thing with all these losses lately. We've been getting bitched on the board, just completely bitched bitched the heat bitched us the pistons uh let me check the stats even though we beat the pistons i'm pretty sure marvin bagley for some reason marvin marvin bagley had six offensive rebounds against us Jaden Jaden hivey had three <laughs> huh um the knicks you already know the knicks bitched us on the boards because that's the entire reason why they, won. they only won by two points we could we've we led by seven points with five minutes left. We haven't even talked about the whole Hunter thing, the Quinn bad rotation thing. The we haven't even talked about that because we've been so laser focused on how bad Capella's been. But I mean just absolutely dominated on the boards. And then again against the 76ers, just out-physicaled, out outboarded, just out efforted. Um Clint Capella. Uh buddy, you you need to learn how to speak. Uh where's he gonna get traded to? He needs to learn how to speak back to
0: Houston, bro. The dude was in a Twitter live talking about going back, send him back,
1: send he, him back. He needs to learn how to speak Houstonese, I guess. I don't know. Um, he already knows. <laughs> that's a good point. He needs and to just also, remember.
0: Also, everybody knows that everything Atlanta does. Houston just copies that he'll be fine. He'll it's like, he's been here for a few years. He'll be fine over there.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, uh, I know when he actually gets traded, it's going to hurt. I, I know it. I, I, I truly, I get that. But it's, and I get it's not going to happen midseason. I get that. But it is, it's time, man. It's, it's, it's time. It's, it's getting to be really annoying because the only thing that he is particularly great at is getting worse. And if, if his rebounding is getting worse, then it's, he's just not a very good player. He's just not a very winning player. That's just the like the truth of the matter. So um you know, I've been talking a lot, Jackson. Why don't you why don't you give yourself uh why don't you give yourself the floor?
0: Listen, I'm pivoting. We're switching off of Capella hate, we're pivoting right into Hunter hate. Logan, I'm ready to tell you right now, DeAndre Hunter's performance against the New York Knicks was a disgrace. I would like to apologize to Atlanta Hawks fans anywhere. And I'm not a part of the organization. I'm also a fan. I'm apologizing for us on behalf of us. Listen, DeAndre Hunter, DeAndre Hunter's peak was his year in college. Like, let's just call it what it is. He is yet to surpass that as an NBA player. He, he, Listen, it's fun to pretend whenever Hunter goes on one of his little insanity runs for you know three, five games, whatever. It's like okay, maybe he's finally turned the corner. He has not turned the corner, people. He's still bad. Trust me. Um, this this was my breaking point with DeAndre Hunter. You,
1: uh, you know what's, uh, Logan? You know what's funny is I I don't even think he tricked anybody. I think nobody fell for it this time. I think everyone knew this time it was temporary, which I was proud of everyone. <laughs> I don't think a, a single person fell for uh fell for it. Anyway, go ahead.
0: Listen. If Logan, I just want to say, I know you know what, clip I'm about to reference. That Jalen Brunson 3 in the last few minutes of the Knicks games, where it's oh, an off-ball, someone drives into the paint oh. for the Knicks, Jalen Brunson runs to the corner, Hunter completely falls asleep. Falls asleep watching. And wide open three for Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson, of course, hit it. Jalen Brunson's like fried us for years. Honest to God, if you're a small guard, I you just know you have the Atlanta Hawks circle on your calendar because you're about you're about to put up some points. We talked about that last episode. It happened again. Except Jalen Brunson, he can put up, he can put up points. And trust me, when you have somebody like DeAndre Hunter on him, it's not going to go good, my brother. Um, listen, yeah, DeAndre Hunter, yeah. you know, fun uh, he can be a solid player at times. He can be a good player even at times. The truth is he's not consistent enough. We cannot, you cannot rely upon DeAndre Hunter. I want you to think about this in the Hawks organization's eyes and in the coaching staff's eyes this year alone, DeAndre Hunter is still the guy they consider to be their top defender. They still put him on the other team stops scoring threat. it. And that's not me trying to come at, you know, Landry, Quincyder, or anybody because they're doing what they're working with this year. Um, but listen, DeAndre Hunter, he's just not that guy. He is a respectable role player who's on a very overpaid contract as in his current state. If he was making, you know, like, you know, 7 million, 11 million per year, he's a fine player. You know, that we don't talk about him. But on his current contract, he's not meeting expectations. He's terrible. Um, that that next game, I'm I'm done Logan. I really do feel like, you know, you gotta, I don't know, you just have to do something. And I tweeted about it. If I'm the Hawks, I'm making the moves. Like right now, you're on a two-game skid. The truth is, these past what four games, you're one and three. Your one win against is against the Pistons, who I feel like are gonna. They're it, we're like a half a season off from people being like, "Oh no, Detroit is basketball hell." There has to be a new one since Sacramento's good now, and I think it's going to be the Pistons. They're terrible. Um, they don't look good in the future either. Anyways, that's just me yeah. saying that. You know, it's not really a good win. You know, everyone, you know what I mean. I'm not going into that spiel again. Um, I mean, he's just disappointing, like in that Knicks game. Like, by no means did he lose us the game or anything, but um, he was a big part of it, and it's just like a common theme. Like DeAndre Hunter, he's advertised as a good defender. He's really not a good defender, he's slow on the perimeter. Our perimeter against the nef- against the perimeter defense against the Knicks was horrendous, absolutely terrible. Like 16 to 34 from three, 47. Like, come on, guys, like let's be serious, let's play with some pride. Like, that's where the game was lost. I mean, if a team shoots 34 threes and hits 47% of them, meanwhile, you take 31 and hit 38%. I mean, you're cooked. It's over. But, uh, I mean, in offense, this game, literally 2 of 7. So, he's dealing with the finger thing, whatever. Injury excuses, be damned. DeAndre Hunter,
1: thank you for the time. But
0: it's time to go and, because and it, well, he's not cutting anymore.
1: Here's my thing with Hunter. Um, I think Capella, when we, when we get rid of him, it'll be a little bit, like, you'll notice it a little bit, but... Um, assuming we get a a, a decent backup center, I think we'll instantly notice it. The thing with Hunter is it's so desolate because the contract is big and long. There's just not that many small forwards that do exactly what we need to do. And the truth be told is when we trade DeAndre Hunter, we're going to feel it unless we immediately find a small forward that can do what we need to do. Like, like how, as soon as we got rid of John Collins, we had Jalen Johnson, who's doing all the things we need him to do. If like it's gonna suck, and I and that's and and that's I'm not even saying that as much of a compliment to Hunter, but whenever we move on from him and, and f- find a new starting small forward, it's gonna suck, dude. And I'm not ready for it, but I we have to be ready for it because the DeAndre Hunter stuff. Like I have no issues with keeping Hunter the rest of the year, um by any means. Like I'll be honest, I I I think uh I think Hunter is what he is. I think he's a very frustrating player. Um, I think he's Decent on defense. I think the truth is he's one of our better defenders that speaks more about the roster than him. Um and I think he it's just a little it's a little upsetting that he's like better off ball and being like orchestrating than he is being an on ball stopper. And then he has absolute lapses in judgment like like, you know, seemingly everyone on the team overhelps. I'm not sure what the deal is, but um Jalen Brunson just absolutely torched us because of it in in a game that we, honest to God, should have won. Even with Trae not shooting well for the tenth time this season already, Um, I don't know. I'm not as upset with Hunter as some people are. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't. don't, I'm not enjoying having him be my team's starting forward all the time. But the truth is, I don't know who you replace him with. Um, Unless, like, it just sucks that um, you know. I hate to, I hate to, you know, because you can do this for literally anything, but it just kind of sucks that Jalen Williams in the 2022 draft couldn't fall to us because if you all remember the ports, Travis Schlank loved Jalen Williams. Um, It was pretty clear he was going to be our guy if he was there, but he wasn't there. Okay, so you got him. Same thing with freaking Carson Wallace, right? Or Cason Wallace. I always forget which one it is. Yeah. Um, Same thing with him, man. I'm not saying he would be, you know, rookie of the year, line it up for us, but it would have been nice to have him and we don't have him. And it's, you know, I, I hate OKC, um, uh, you know, Jalen Williams, that's Jalen, like J-L-E-E-J-L-J-A-L-E-N, Jesus, not J-A-Y-L-I-N, um, man, he's looking like, I'm not saying he's going to be a superstar, but he's looking like a good, like the good version of Hunter that we were hoping to get. And it just sucks because... Yaudry Hunter, but good. (laughs) It just sucks because, uh... It sucks as we wanted him. It sucks as we wanted him, Jackson. We, you know, Travis Schlank To his credit, he recognized Jalen Williams' talent. He recognized the potential, and he said, and you know, it was very clear that's our guy. And it just, unfortunately, uh, so did OKC. Um, and not, that's not to discredit AJ Griffin because he, AJ Griffin, is either going to be a very important piece of the future. Getting, you know. Being a young player for us to develop in the next few years, or he's going to be a very nice trade ship for us to improve the roster, he's like one of those two things. Um, but man, like, wouldn't it have been nice to get Jalen Williams? What do we pick that year? Was it 16? Is that where we got AJ Griffin? I think. Um, wouldn't it have been nice, yeah? I think right? so. Wouldn't it have been nice for him to follow us? And holy crap, we have a starting level small forward to replace Hunter with on a rookie contract, whereas now. It's kind of like it's kind of like Desmond Ritter Jackson. Um, it's DeAndre Hunter is kind of like a, a super overpaid De- Desmond Ritter because like it's very clear he's not the long term option. But we're gonna be in small forward hell unless we get lucky. The Falcons are gonna be in quarterback hell for a while unless they get lucky, right? Like, I don't know what you do. No, I don't think you go get Paul George. No, I don't think you. Uh, they're, they're, I'm not doing the like trade up in the draft for a small forward thing because that's what we tried with Hunter. Didn't work. Uh, Mikhail Bridge is not really acquirable. OG Ananobi, I think, is nothing more than going to be a, a maxed contract DeAndre Hunter, but a little bit better, which that, that does not sound like the solution to the problem. I don't think you can, I don't think you move Jalen to small forward. I think you keep Jalen at power forward, unless Jalen is legitimately a 40% three point shooter, and then maybe you can start getting creative. I don't know what we do long term. Um, I know this year, uh, Jalen Hunter's going to be our small forward. It is what it is. Some nights he'll be fantastic and he'll be a big reason why we win. Some nights he's going to let Jalen Brunson absolutely embarrass him late. And it's like...
0: I could deal with Jalen Brunson scoring on us, but it's just like the manner in which he did it on that possession. Like, you know, like one possession doesn't define you, but like this, this shit just seems so routine with Hunter at this point. Like it seems like every night it's just, oh, Hunter falls asleep and somebody hits a big shot on her. Oh, Hunter's not fast enough to keep up with somebody on the perimeter. It's just like... It's, it's, like, the same stuff, Logan. It's just frustrating because, like, I can understand, like, if Jalen Brunson, like, put some moves on him and got past him. Jalen Brunson's an awesome scorer. Like, let's just call it what it is. It's the fact that, like, Hunter just falls asleep. Just, like, let just allows that. Like, you're supposed to be the best defender on our team. Like, even the coaching staff usually is that. And you're just falling asleep on the Knicks' best scorer. There's nobody else in that team who can score the ball like Jalen Brunson can. And you're falling asleep. It's just... It's frustrating. Like Hunter's just a frustrating player. Like by no means is he as bad as my rant makes him out to be, or anything. Like don't think it's like that. But at the same time, it's it's just I don't know, man. Hunter's just frustrating. He's inconsistent. He just doesn't really work here, honestly. And uh, yeah, that, that's about it for him.
1: Yeah, for for this Quinn Snyder stuff to work, you need to not have a complete. We have you know Sadiq Bey is a bit of a ball stopper. Uh, Clint Capella is a complete ball stopper. Um, and Yakon Kongu isn't as much of a ball stopper, but he's obviously he's not going to make the extra pass as frequently. You know, he's a center. Generally, if the center gets the ball in these situations, it's like he's at the rim, put it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, we have enough ball stoppers we can't have. You know, and Trey Young and DeJounte Murray both get into sort of ISO mode sometimes. We have enough ball stopping as it is, and DeAndre Hunter is a completely lost playmaker, can't do it, can barely dribble. Ball-stopping, inconsistent shooting guy, and it's like, well, I could deal with that if he was a great defender. Well, he's a good defender. He's not a great one, so. And he's paid twenty-two million a year. Thanks, Travis Link, for extending him uh, instead of letting him play out his fourth year. Uh, I, you know. But hey, you know, whatever, whatever, you know, it is what it is, right? <sighs> Is what it is. Um, and uh, shout out to I, I, I Quinn Snyder. That was the that was that was the first game where it's like Quinn, buddy, what are we doing, man? The rotation oh, yeah. late. Oh no, that, that I understand. Dude, I understand. Players have sucks. to rest, but that oh. was bad. Oh. oh, that that's where the Completely.
0: game was lost. Like I know JP posted that on Twitter, but that genuinely was where the game lost because I'm gonna find it real quick. Um, it's like the Hawks I mean, go I mean, up. He,
1: and he subbed he subbed out a Sadiq and. Somebody else, and and, in came Hunter, in came Capella, and Trae Young, which Trae Young had a bad shooting night, but I'll be honest, I'm not mad at Trae Young for that night. Like, the truth is, is that Trae Young, like, he needs to figure out the shooting, he needs to figure out the floater, he needs to stop shooting two for 12, like, he absolutely has to, otherwise the whole franchise is just chalked. I don't, know how to, I don't know how else to put it. The, the, the entire build of the roster is predicated on Trey being good enough to score at least like 23, 24 points a night relatively efficiently. If he can't do anything efficiently other than pass, then we're paying a super max for like, you know, what? Rondo? <laughs> like a version of Rondo? Rondo
0: without the ability to play defense. Like, no offense, yeah. but I mean, Rondo yeah. was genuinely like a really good defender. But no, back to that sub, Logan, like with Quinn, it's like, You know, Sadiq Bey has that put back dunk. It puts the Hawks up 101 to 94. And here comes the subs off of the Knicks' timeout. Jalen Johnson for a bogey. That's not bad. Jalen's awesome. Clint
1: Capella for a a Kongu. Something I really disagree with. Because bogey was cooking that night, but but we took him out. Yeah. But but bogey's not the guy you want to play 40 minutes frequently. So I get it. You
0: know. No, I mean, I have no issues with playing Jalen over Bogey. That's that's one sub I can understand. But just considering the context of the game at that point, like it's pretty obvious that the momentum was completely on our side, and the momentum was completely being driven by Bay off for that dunk and Akangwu who had made had made you know some good plays for that even bogey as well. So if you want to include all three, that's fine. But after that, it's like 90 it's 101, 94. Come out of this timeouts, fall the subs. Emmanuel quickly, you know, makes a three. Trey, you know, had a bad possession there. Emmanuel Quickly, they were hunting Trey two possessions in a row. He made a two-point shot, 99 to 101. And then Jalen Brunson made a three of course and it's 102 to 101. And it's like the Hawks had a seven-point lead literally at the 520 mark. And by the three fifty four mark, the Hawks were down by one and they scored zilch times in that time span zilch people zilch and it's just it's frustrating man like that's where the game was really lost like you really can't be allowing stuff like that and like an eight point swing just because of those three subs like i thought that was really questionable by by quinn because the momentum was completely lying with the hawks and i know obviously like timeouts are objectively used one to get new players in one to talk things over and then third to try and stop momentum stop runs that's why whenever you know, like basketball's a game of runs. If you can try and stop a run, then call a timeout. But the momentum was firmly on the Hawks' side. So whenever, you know, you come back to the game and the Hawks took out all those players who are contributing to the momentum on our side, it's just, it was disappointing. I thought that it was questionable by Quinn. But at the same time, like, people are kind of overreacting to it. Like, at the end of the day, the, yeah, you know, I'm not out here going to be complaining about Quinn or anything because Quinn's a good coach. Like, he's much better than what we had. We- <laughs> but also, at the same time, Logan, like... You look at what happened and it's like quickly on those two possessions where he got five points out of it. He just completely hunted Trey like the Hawks. It got to the point and I've said this before. I said this to you in private, like when we were just talking about the Hawks, like the issue there was quickly Trey on those two possessions and he scored on both of them. I mean, one of them makes a three. The other one, he you know, makes a shot and, you know, quickly, not only a really good score, he did he win the sixth man or was that Brogdon last year? I, he was either he either one or was he a second? So. Don't quote me on that. But he also has the ability to, he's a master of the dark arts, ladies and gentlemen. He can draw some fouls. And so, after that, you know, little spiel of the, those five points, the Hawks had to start bringing someone over for Trey. And, you know, where, you know, if like Brunson or quickly got the ball on them, they would switch and it would just, you know, I don't know. It was just, that's how the rest of the game was defined. The Knicks ended up winning. And it's just, it was a disappointing loss. Like, that's a game you should have won. You were up seven points, which obviously isn't a lot in today's NBA with a three point shot, but. If you have a seven-point lead and you're a team like the Hawks, who's trying to push, you know, be a top-six team in the East, like you have to, you have to win and close games like that. That you just have to. Like, there's no excuses. But, and also, I just wanted to talk about Trey briefly. Like, we're, we've been pretty, can you know, critical of Trey lately, but like, I think it's been in a constructive way. Like, I don't think we're hating on him by any means. I mean, on this night, he had 17 assists, which is obviously awesome, especially when you consider the fact that on top of those 17 assists, he only had three turnovers. Like, a 17-to-3 turnover assist-to-turnover ratio was, like, pretty absurd for Trey Young, just because of how much he has the ball in his hands and how turnover-prone he can be as a player at times. But, like, the thing as well is, on this night, he shot 4-12 of 12, and 0-4 from 3, and he missed 2 3 So, it was like, it's cool that you got the assists and the turnovers throughout this game, but at the same time, it's kind of like you said, Logan, like a few minutes ago. If Trey's not scoring the ball, and he's not scoring the ball at the efficiency we need him to, he's not meeting expectations no matter how many assists he gets. Like, that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, I mean, like it, if if the if the pivot has to be that Trey Young focuses less on scoring and becomes just a twelve assisted game guy, like just by far the most high volume. You know, I get it if that's what you you know you would have to get a small forward that that can create some offense for himself at that point. I get it, um, but no matter how he you know if he becomes a, a, a eighteen point a game guy. And twelve assists, then I think we can still win with him. Um, but he's gonna have to get eighteen or twenty two or however many points a game, at least somewhere efficiently. Um, I think, you know, I'm gonna pull up his 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 line for the season so far, because even though like the point numbers are fine, it's 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 35.6 from the field, 28.2 from three, 89.8 from the free throw line. Like you just the field goal has to be a legitimate 10% higher. <laughs> like what? 35% is inexcusable. 28.2% from three. I guess trailings just can't shoot the three now. I, I don't know what else to say. It's it's been a season in 10 games. I don't know. I, I, I'm not I'm not gonna assume it's back until it's actually back. Free throw, it's fine. If Trae Young has to lower the volume to increase the efficiency, then so be it. Like long term, then so be it. But he he he's I don't I don't know what happened, but I'm not even that uh I'm not even that fixated on Trae Young because it's kind of the Capella and, and Hunter uh issue this past couple of days. But. No, I mean
0: no by no means is Trey like the reason like he's not at the level of Hunter and Capella. I just wanted to get that out there because there was like a lot of discussion about that. Um, I guess let's talk about this uh, Sixers game, and then we'll pivot into more just like general stuff about the Hawks. Um, if you're wondering, the Hawks played on Friday. <laughs> they lost one twenty-six to one sixteen in the second group play game of the NBA end season tournament. Um, pretty good, big game for Joel Embiid, of course. Joel Embiid, I mean, um, he. I mean,
1: it is what it is.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to say anything. But I, I would say I will, like I more will. defining about this the, game. The
1: day that Joel Embiid is done playing basketball will be a great day for the NBA. Okay. He is. He is one of the <laughs> worst. Aesthetically players in the league. I I am sorry that three years ago I said he was better than Jokic. I was wrong. I was completely wrong. I'm sorry. Um my bad. everyone. I was
0: wrong, JP. You're right. We apologize. We didn't know we were unfamiliar with Jokic's game. It's um, not even, but I, I would say more defining about this game, uh besides like the Embiid thirty two points, is the fact that Tobias Harris had twenty nine and Daniel House had fourteen. What the hell? What the hell is that?
1: Yeah, the, the Tobias Harris stuff is is not great. But if
0: Tobias Harris scores a 30 on you. It's time to fold the franchise. Send us down to the G League. We need to be relegated. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah. I mean, like, he's having a good year this year. Like, don't get me wrong. But it's Tobias Harris, people. I don't... We can't be getting deep fried by Tobias Harris. And it's funny because we, we've talked all about, the, like, the small guard stuff. Tyrese Maxey is having, like, a great year. Like, I genuinely think the Most Improved Player Award is going to come down to... Jalen Johnson, who I think should win it, and we'll get into that probably at a later point. And then Tyrese Maxey. And Tyrese Maxey literally had 19 points on 5 of 13 shooting, which, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah, I would say,
1: say give Trey some props. He, he, did, he did go on defense of the Sixers. It's like, it's hard to be him, too mad at Trey. Deploy flowers, man. Yeah, because, well, just because, like, well, we shut down Maxey. You know, we did that job, but Tobias Harris... Oh, we shut down Maxey, and, and we let Embiid get his. It's the fact that Tobias Harris had 29, and
0: Daniel House at fourteen. It's like, ugh, whatever. That's life. Screw it.
1: I don't know. It's it's. I only want. I I I'll be honest. I didn't watch all the Sixers game. It was a Friday night. I knew we weren't podcasting that night as well. So why I I I, I just I was like, it's Friday night. Like I have a busy week for Thanksgiving and stuff. I'm gonna enjoy time with my friends. (laughs) So I did. And then I watched like the aggregate clips of it on Saturday, and I was like, God damn it, man! (laughs) I was like, God damn it! not
0: Tobias. I, I watched Harris. The highlights on YouTube fourth quarter. I'd be like, Yo, why is Tobias Harris frying us, dog?
1: Yeah, and then uh, I, I just, I mean, again, like I, I will give some credit. Sadiq Bay had, has had some good games lately. Um,
0: Sadiq Bey had a good three game stretch. Like he was also we didn't mention he was good against the Knicks and he was good against the Sixers. So it's also funny because our last podcast we literally talked about if we were worried about Sadiq Bay and then it's like he just turns.
1: turns yeah, up, just yeah. Um, um, Trey. Trey, again, did not shoot well, but I'm not even remotely going to blame Trey for uh, the Sixers game. Like, he was a positive playmaking, didn't turn the ball over too much. Um, DeJounte had to be better. One of Capella's better offensive games in a long time. Jalen Johnson was good per usual. DeAndre Hunter was uh, not good, you know. He
0: played like a role player. Play like role
1: play. Yeah, a cu- uh, very into the bit role player,
0: but yeah. a role player.
1: <laughs> and, and, and the unfortunate truth of the matter was, um, both Dejounte and Bogdanovich were crappy. And so when you have that, like you basically have to have a Trey Young masterclass, um, which Trey Young did not have a masterclass, which is fine. I'm not saying I'm not like mad at him. I'm just saying if DJ, I mean, you didn't and, lose
0: this game because of that. You lost this game because your defense was terrible. Like it just that's the truth.
1: Yeah, I mean. Sure, but um, I don't know. It's it's it is what it is, man. Hey, I'll, I'll be honest, Jackson. I th- we're just we're we're a five hundred team. That's just what we are, right? I will I will give us a, a small sliver of uh of leeway. I think we've played a pretty damn tough schedule. Um, like the Hornets, bad loss, bad team. The Knicks, pretty good team. We lost them twice. Um, Milwaukee, one of the better teams in the East. what are they? Nine and four. Uh, Minnesota. Massive comeback against them, and they're nine and three. Washington, east. Minnesota's
0: on top of the West right now.
1: Yeah, Minnesota or not Minnesota, Washington—they're dog shit. But we won. The Pelicans—they're kind of mid. Oklahoma City is actually one of the better teams in the West. Like Chet Holmgren is him. Um, another dub for me because I kind of, I kind of called that. I don't know if I did it again on the podcast. Uh, Orlando Magic—we beat them. They're good. Um, Miami—they beat us. They're good. Uh, Detroit dog shit. New York again, real good. 76ers, real good. Then we have Indiana, who's, I think they're a little fraudulent, but they're good. The, my point being, we've had a legitimately kind of tough schedule. I know it's basketball, so you play everybody, but it has not, it, this is not the easy part of the schedule. You know, we, it is what it is. We're going to take some licks. You know, later, later in the season, we'll have a stretch where we, we play some of the weaker teams back to back. You know, like we have a back to back. Part where we play Washington and San Antonio at home.
0: Please. Oh, you know they're going one-on-one on that. Don't, yeah. don't, don't even. You know how this goes,
1: Logan. Yeah. Logan,
0: you know how this goes. You've been following the team too long and to not know how that
1: goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have we have a, a moment where it's uh, the Bulls and the Hornets. <laughs> and then the Raptors. Uh, and then it's the Raptors, Magic, and Jazz. Um, That's five games against the best team is the Orlando Magic. You know? I'm just saying salvation may come. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't. The truth is, I think we're a decent team. Um, I think this is truly an internal development year. Get everyone acclimated to Quinn. Uh, get Jalen Johnson. Uh, I mean, I, I, what, what what else do you even want us to say about Jalen Johnson? I, I love that. I love that young man. Like, he's my own Dude, son. Dude, I have
0: some stats about Jalen like Johnson. Like, he's my, my own them. son. I mean, they're, they're Hulk stats, but.
1: I mean, just, just re- your own son. Uh, yeah, isn't it tragic they got rid of the Raptor stat now, so we'll never get to know what Jalen Johnson's Raptor this year would be? You know, I didn't even know they got
0: rid of it. So that's actually, that's a big step forward for me. It no, is. I,
1: I didn't read it this year, so. Uh, um, it's gone. Five, five.
0: Th- this is from JP on Twitter. Big Hawks Talks guy, by the way. Uh, through nine games, the Hawks are seventh in net rating, sixth on offense, 17th in defense. And this one, Logan, you kind of alluded to this earlier. I wanted to bring this up then. Fastest time to shoot after rebounding rebound in NBA. Uh Capella uh stop putting it back up, pass it out, bud. Um third and three throw tent right and then the JJ stat, of course. He's shooting 90% of the rim, so just nutty stuff. But
1: oh yeah, he's he's I'm 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 very happy with everything Jalen Johnson It's funny because um because the Hawks are now six and six, a little two game slide not, has not been the be- past best past five games or so. We've had both John Collins and Nate McMillan apologists for some reason. Um John Collins. We don't need to harp on it. I we miss him for some things on the court. I think he's a smart defensive player, a good rebounder. He would have helped, and it, his three point shot is back. So good for him. Good for him for uh, finding his shot again. Um, I'm not. I'm not upset about that though. We we got Jalen Johnson. You guys can pay John Collins 25 a year to be the bottom three team in the West. That's fine. Um, but you know, I, I'll always have uh, some love and appreciation for John Collins. Absolutely. Um, just glad we have Jalen now. But there are people saying like Nate McMillan apologist. And I just, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, as a <laughs> Nate ma- McMillan. <laughs> as a man, what is wrong with you? As a woman, if you're a woman, what is wrong with you? As a person, as a human being, what is wrong with your soul? It is tainted. Nate McMillan, I appreciate, you know, 2021 and all that, but I I there is no part of me that is even remotely regretful that we moved on and got Quinn Snyder. If 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 Nate McMillan was here, still here, Jalen Jones would be averaging a, a cool five, two and two, playing twelve. Right, minutes he'd be game. on the bench playing against his college part. That's the only time you'd see him. Uh, you, if Nate McMillan was here, uh, we would have five or six wins. We would not be better. Uh, we would probably be a little worse. I get it. Quinn Snyder did not immediately come in and, and save the, the team. Um, it is what it is. But it also does need to be said, Jackson. Uh, we made absolutely zero notable acquisitions this offseason, um, for better or for worse. We got rid of a player. We got nothing back. Uh, we got rid of some draft picks. We got uh, two rookies in. Both of them died like Mo M- 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 has a broken back. Are you alright, Mo? What oh I'm sorry. Uh, per Per Treyung. Uh,
0: misses the fingers?
1: Jackson, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, per Trae Young. I'm not allowed to say Mo's last name on the podcast. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys remember that reference. Um anyway. Um Yeah. Mo Gay broke his back. I hope he's good. I mean, he was never gonna really be a contributor in the NBA this year, but you know, I hope he's good. I'm I'm still excited about him. Kobe Bufkin. Broke his finger or something. So now, he, you know, not that I think he's going to get much run either, but it's like, damn, he can't even get run in the G League now because he's hurt. So both our rookies are hurt. So they can't contribute. Weston Matthews has contributed a little bit, but you don't want him playing more than like 10 minutes a night. Um We added nothing with the team. The roster got objectively a little bit worse. Um And I think the team stayed neutral, which probably speaks to how good Jalen Johnson has been, how good DeJounte Murray's been. Um, but the roster did not get better. Uh, this time next year, the roster better be better. That's all I'm going to say, because next year you better start really winning, like 50 games a year winning. Otherwise, we're going to give San Antonio the 12th overall pick, and they're going to pick, I don't know, that, that feisty white boy that's killing everyone in high school right now. I, I forget his name. Cooper Flagg. Cooper Flag. Or is he in this draft? He's not in this draft, is he? No, he's not.
0: He's in next year's.
1: Mm. Well.
0: We don't have a pick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. We we could always trade and get a pick next year. I like there's it is what it is. Oh, but yeah. eh, fair. I'm not really worried about uh Jesus. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the twenty twenty five draft like a mock draft. These names look absolutely AI generated. What is Air- you, you can tell we're starting to get into the zoomer names. Yeah, like, what, know, is, what is what is Arius Ace Bailey from Rutgers? You tell me you tell me a top pick is playing at Rutgers. Yeah, get the fuck out of my face. VJ Edgecombe. What Carter Bryant, Rocco Zikarski, Carter Knox, Carter with a K Knox. I'm not even, these are the Zuber names. I'm not even obsessed with it. I have, have a little
0: pick. rant to make if that's okay.
1: Oh, yeah, I've been talking way too much. You, you get you, you get your shine though. So,
0: all right, listen, I've been thinking about this since me and you talked about this last night. And, and you know what? I'm not gonna just sit here and try and tell y'all, he's gonna you start know, talking about his love life. It, it, no, 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 no. This is really directed towards the Hawks fan base. All right. I'm sorry. The Hawks fan base. I'm sorry. Hate no, it. you're fine. That was a good one to be fair. Um, we're just gonna ignore it because it hurts. Um, anyways, this is to the Hawks fan base, not the Hawks, Hawks fan base, because you are all Saints and Angels in mine and Logan's eyes, of course. You've done nothing wrong. Listen, one Real. thing, and I'm not trying to tell people to be fans, be a fan how you want to. Me and Logan, we literally make Doomcasts. So, like, we I can't get upset that people are like being like a bit like pan pandanic. Is that how you say that, Logan? All right, yeah, we're gonna go with it. Um, listen. One thing I absolutely hate about this fan base is how when we trade a player Logan, it's it's two things. It's either one, everybody's rooting for them to suck so we can be like, oh ha, we fleeced them. Ha ha, we don't need them. Or two, everybody, as soon as something happens, they're like, Oh man, I wish we had him back. I wish we had him back. You people could just never wish somebody well, be like, hey, I hope he does good. He's gone from the team now, whatever. It, it holds no bearing on our team now. Like it's the most absurd thing ever. And I'm guilty of it too. But that, but that, that's besides the point anyways. Um, yeah. It's like the John Collins thing, Logan. At the beginning of the year when he was playing bad, everybody's like, Oh, ha, ha Gotta have him, have him gone. Half on that contract, Utah. Now that the Hawks are playing 500 and John Collins and playing a bit better. Although the jazz are literally four and eight. John Collins is doing what he does best. And what we know he does best. Put up stats on a bad team. I, all right, listen, but they're doing the thing again. The Hawks are 500. We've had some rough, tough frustrating games lately and now it's not a matter of okay yeah hope, you know good things wish you well john collins it, it's back to oh i wish he was back on the team oh man like i miss him so much it's like dude like why do we have to be like this like when someone's gone from the team whatever wish him well they're not here anymore they hold no bearing on us literally there's john Collins has nothing to do with this year's hawks team but as soon as things comes wrong everybody wants to talk about him as the damn savior of the hawks you people are sick in the head. If you think John Collins, is. <laughs> I'm telling you now, Logan, John Collins, you know, on this team right now, he he does not, none of our losses this year are turned to wins by having John Collins. All right. That's just, that's how it is. That may be a hard pill for some people to swallow. That's literally just what it is. listen, the things that I thought we had missed with John Collins are his rebounding. Has that been a weakness of ours lately? Absolutely. But at the same time, John Collins' rebounding isn't enough to carry us to wins. Like, legitimately, it's not. It's not. And what John Collins does bring in rebounding, he also takes away in perimeter defense. And you know, if John Collins was still here, who would be getting less minutes? Fucking Jalen Johnson. And Jalen Johnson has been our second best player this year. So I'm just saying, I'm not here to tell y'all to be like, oh, you, you can't miss John Collins. It's just stupid how every time the Hawks trade somebody, it's never a matter of, oh, you know, Oh, let, let's let's just wish them well. They're not here anymore. It's root for them to be bad so we can like make fun of him, or you know, or miss him so much that oh, whenever things go bad for the Hawks, it's oh, I wish he was back here. Like y'all did the same stuff with Herder, all right? Herder was playing good. It's just constant Kevin Herder talk. And then as soon as he started playing bad, it immediately switched to haha, we got a first round pick, get Fleece, including us, stay in the damn middle, people. No, that, no, we were doing that the whole time, though, to be fair. I was never, that you, is fair. You, you could true. check every podcast. I could tell you right now, there's not many things I'm searching about. I may have said something conflicting about other things. I was never saying, I miss no damn Kevin Hunter. that That's for damn sure. All right, yeah, no, that's right. Nobody tried to put that on me. I, I think one. But, uh, yeah, I just didn't say that.
1: One last thing about the John Collins thing is you have to remember, we were getting $12 worth of game for $25 million a year. You know what I mean? Like, the truth is he was overpaid. That was the issue. In a year's time, when we are hopefully able to add somebody, keep in mind that we would not be able to add anyone if John Collins was still on, on the, on the you know, if he was still getting paid from us. Um, and if we can't add anybody, then good Lord, we're in a money crunch. I got to be honest. Like, I, I get it. We we have a stingy owner, perhaps, but it'd be a lot worse if John Collins was still here. But, you know, wish you well in Utah, buddy. Enjoy the 27 wins this year. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Do we, do we have anything else we want to talk about, Jackson? I'm uh We, we got a game against the Pacers in two days. Uh, I I will cry tears. A good
0: we. game to get back on track in, mind you. Yeah. Now, I know the Pacers are good, but at the same time, they have weaknesses that we can take advantage of on, uh, take advantage of, or improve on. And also, this could also just be the loss that just ruins everything, like Trey losing the Halliburton, Like it may send our fan base into
1: that, that it's over. Terry. That is true. Trey Tra- Young always turns into corn cobs when there's. Uh, a high-profile point guard in the other team, but
0: look if you if, if somebody gets compared to Trey on Twitter, get ready because he's about to go out there and play like it's Game Seven of the Finals and it's Trey Young time, ladies and gentlemen. And it's either going to be a forty-point double-double masterclass, or the next Talks podcast might be a doomcast. People, even yeah. though I'm not doomcasting during the holidays.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's uh, the, the, a good segue. Uh, I will not be able to podcast for. Several days um, from here on, for here on out, maybe a week or so. Uh, I'll be honest. If 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 that upsets you, I'm sorry. Um, but please consider that it is Thanksgiving week. I have like 12 family members coming into my house. I am not going to have a moment of silence to record in this house. So uh, please forgive me. I, I my estimation, Jackson is my best next time to record will be Saturday night or Sunday afternoon. After the Wizards game, um, so the Hawks upcoming schedule: Tuesday against the Pacers, Wednesday against the Nets, Saturday against the Wizards. I think after Saturday's game, I'll be ready to to get a nice little a nice little pod in Jackson, and and we'll hopefully talk about at least two Hawks wins. Um, because if, if it's two Hawks losses or three Hawks losses, it's gonna be some pent up rage coming, buddy. It's it's gonna be some. We're... Look, I'm not telling you we're on a doobcast warning.
0: Refer to Weathers for this. We're not. We're not on a doobcast warning just yet. We're on a doobcast watch for this week, however, because we mm. could be getting your first real one of the season coming up this weekend. But we'll see. So. Yeah. Also, a, a good segue. Oh man, what are we gonna do? No Logan's voice during the Hawks this week. If only there was some extra content out there. Patreon.com/slash Hawks.
1: Get your get your Nona the Hawks talks Patreon for uh, for Christmas. Yeah, she'll love All it.
0: holiday season coming up. We already know what time it is. Um, but yeah, let, let's take a look at our next five games, Logan. Let's do a, a bit of a record prediction before we wrap things up. I always like to do that. <laughs> always fun. Um, okay. like you said, okay. we have the Pacers okay. up next.
1: I must say, win just just for my sanity's sake.
0: All right, Pacers up I'll next s- in the group play, mind you. Then you got the Nets on a back to back on Wednesday.
1: I'll say I'll say the Nets one's a loss. Back to back, the Nets seem to the All right, Nets, I will say, Nets,
0: I don't know if it changes things. It's a home back to back, not a traveling back to back.
1: That is nice. Um, but the Nets always seem to give us tough battles. Like last year, if you remember, even after they got rid of everyone, Katie and Kyrie, it took a tray on game winner at the buzzer to, to beat them. They they just they kind of give us trouble. The thing is that the Hawks get killed by role players that put up twenty five when they shouldn't. Well, guess what? The entire Nets roster is <laughs> it's 12 role players. I can put up 25. So, um, I'll be, there you go. I'll be pessimistic, I guess, and say we lose that, but then we have the wizards for my sanity. I'm just going to say they're going to beat the shit out of the wizards. Um, so we'll go, we'll, we'll, go with a nice two and one over the next three and, and we'll be, we'll be in a little bit better mood uh, a week from now. That's, that's my guess, Jackson.
0: I'm going to go, mm. you know what? I'm feeling confident. Give me three and oh, give me it. I'm ready. The turn is happening a few off days i'm sure there's going to be some practice some talks in there i'm feeling confident i'm true. going to say 3
1: and 0 i think we 3 whole days off is kind of crazy to be honest
0: yeah especially with this scheduling you know they can get back to backs but enjoy your 3 4 days off randomly throughout the season but yeah i'll go 3 and 0 i think we beat the pacers at home beat the nets at home and then we give the wizards a proper basketballing lesson but uh on that note logan you have anything else you want to say
1: uh, have a have a great Thanksgiving if you uh, celebrate. I, I don't know if we have many Canadians or, or uh, you know international listeners, but if if you are, have a nice Thursday. If you're an American and you celebrate, uh, have a good Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, if you're if you're bored this week, you know you're off work, need to listen to two white guys talk about Atlanta Hawks and and moan not moan Jesus scream and and yell and bitch and moan. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. All right, then. Uh, (laughs) Then, (laughs) then, then, (laughs) tap into our Patreon. $8, $10 here. You'll get some bonus content. Anyway, we've already done enough plugs for the Patreon. Uh, That's all I got to say. Have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Jackson with the outro. Boom.
0: All right, just need to say racks on racks, smoking on the Syracuse pack. You know, hope everyone has a good week, a good, a good holiday season as we get into it. A good Thanksgiving if you celebrate, like Logan said. As always, be sure to check out the description. You'll find links to the Hawks, Hawks Twitter, my Twitter and Logan's Twitter. And uh yeah, our, our business emails in there in case you did anything. Patreon, of course, we've plugged enough. You know the drill. Um, holiday season, grandma, niece, and gifts. You know the joke at this point, people. Anyways, just want to say thank you for listening. Like we said, have a good week. As always, love you. Goodbye.